Amen. So this morning we're talking about Daniel's success. And we're coming out of Daniel, the sixth chapter. The focus verse is verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So the lesson text is Daniel 6, verses 10 through 13 and 16 through 28. The truth about God. God's favor is not depending on your circumstance. So the truth for my life, I will trust God to deliver me from my trials. Amen. So uh, the lesson starts out talking about previous chapters. It starts off talking about chapter one and how it is very possible to live for God at a young age in the face of the greatest pressure that the world can put on you. So then pressure or, or you know what the young people have, peer pressure they say, is not an excuse not to serve God. Amen, Amen. Daniel proved that because he was about 16, 17 years old when they were taken into captivity. Amen. And even in his youth, he had a resolve in his spirit to serve the true and living God. Amen. Uh, it goes on to talk about how when they were tested to eat the king's diet, how they refused to eat the king's meat. And uh, the captain or the supervisor over the eunuchs, he had a tender spot in his heart toward this young man. And Daniel told him, say, look, you know, we're not going to eat the king's meat and we're not going to drink his wine. Or we would have lost most of y'all in the room right there. Mm -hmm. Because you have compromise in your life every time you turn around. So he tells him, now we're not going to do that, but what we can do is you bring us some pulse, which is vegetables and water. We would have lost everybody in here. Just eat vegetables and water. Uh-huh. No sweet tea, no pop, no juice, none of that. We would have lost everybody in here. Bring us vegetables and water. And I promise you, we'll look better than everybody that's done had the king's meat and his wine. Give us three days. Oh, can you say, give me three days? Huh? Three days. So he did just that. Did what Daniel asked. When he came back and checked on him, oh my God, somehow, some way, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys fared better than the ones that compromised and ate the 
king's men. Mm -hmm. Well, Daniel was letting them know he had a standard. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was not going to come down off of his standard uh, for nobody. Well, we would have lost most of everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. Because his dedication and his relationship meant something to God. How much does your relationship mean between you and God? Come on. Hmm. Oh, we got to do some self-inventory this morning. Because we talk a good game. But in the face of pressure, how easy is it for the saints of God to come down? Can you be bought for an extra $2 an hour? Can you be bought with trinkets and special gifts? Oh, my God. Can they manipulate you? My God. Oh, by empty promises uh, and vain words. Uh, oh, can you be bought and sell come on, come on. for the highest price? Highest bidder. Oh, saints doing it all the time. Oh, don't look at me like that. Uh-huh. I can count some stuff in your life where you was bought. Oh, oh, oh you did a little more extra when you could have been doing extra for God. Oh, come on here. Let's just be real now. Uh-huh. It was some times you accepted. My God. Some stuff, some assignments, some work that you didn't have to. Oh, if you would have trusted God like you said you trust God, you would have had to go down that road. Uh-huh. If we truly trust God. Oh, this young man showed us, oh, how he was dedicated, irregardless of the circumstances that he was faced with. My God. And God showed that young man some favor. Hmm. So it does a recount here, leading all the way up to chapter 6. And it talks about in chapter 5 how Daniel had an excellent spirit. Hmm. Thank you, Sister Leach. God gave this young man knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of dreams because in chapter 2, he interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Mm -hmm. Out of everybody around the king, nobody could interpret the dream but Daniel. Mm-hmm. That was God's anointing. See, it don't matter where you at. See, people come up with all kind of excuses of why they can't do the work of God and why they can't live for God and why they can't make an impact and, oh, it's everybody around me. No, 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 no. You just lazy. You don't want to do it. You coming up with every excuse, situations, environment, you can live in the midst of witches and do the work of God. But the anointing that this young man had on his life, 
was all the difference in Babylon. Huh? It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Not only was he anointed, but God trusted him with the gifts that he gave Daniel. And he did it at a young age. He didn't wait till Daniel was an old man to gift him and anoint him. He did it in his youth. God can use you mightily young. Amen. Amen. Why is it that we want to wait till we get old and dried up like a prune and then say, I'm going to do a work for God? Well, what happened to all your young years, sis? What happened to all your young years, brother? You done gave them to the world. You done smoked yourself silly. You done drunk your liver in the toilet. And now you want to raise up at 60. Talking about I'm going to do something. You're about half crippled. Uh-huh. See, that's why it's so crucial and so important that we dedicate our life to God. Huh? That's all stages of our life. Oh, God wants it all. Oh, my God. Uh, Daniel was an example to the saint of God. Uh, You can serve God and give God your all uh, in every season and every stage of your life. Don't you dare shortchange God. Stop shortchanging God. Stop shortchanging God. Stop shortchanging God. Oh, God wants more. He requires more. Oh, because he knows you got more on the inside of you. Uh, He knows what you're capable of. Uh, He knows what he's entrusted you with. Uh, He knows uh, what you can handle. Uh, You stop telling God what you can't deal with. You stop telling God I can't handle. God already knows what, when, where, how. Tell God all this foolishness. And guess what? I'm here to tell you today, God ain't hearing it. No excuses. (laughs) When you read Daniel, I hope y'all read. I read, studied, meditated on it, listened to it. Nowhere did I find any excuses. Y'all help me out. Turn to Daniel. Look in there. Did you see any excuses? Hmm? Look in the scriptures. Help me out, somebody. Did Daniel tell God, God, because I'm in a foreign country, they serving all these pagan idol gods, they eating all this meat sacrificed to idols and drinking the king's wine, uh, they bowing down to images. Uh, no, God, I can't serve you. Y'all help me. It ain't in there. Y'all help me. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, What's your problem? Y'all help me. The question is, what is your problem? Why are you giving God 60% when 99 and a half, it won't even do? Y'all help me. You know, we in Sunday school. Y'all talk to me. Mm-hmm. 
with all this time you spending in church and all this time you spending reading your Bible and all this time you say you praying, you say you fasting, you say you seeking God and you say you sanctified and you living an upright, holy, sanctified life with all this you're doing. And you're still holding back uh, the best part of your heart from God. I'm finna come down your road. You can look at me silly and crazy. Oh, but I'm coming through here today. Uh, you're holding back from God. You reserve all your energy and your strength for the nine to five job, for the kids, for the family, and for everybody else. And you want to give God your leftover. That's all you're doing. You're giving your leftover. When this young man served God in the midst of pressure, stress, so much stress that young man was under. And we talk about stress. No, honey, you ain't seen stress. My God. My God. In the midst of them killing off Hebrews that wouldn't obey. But it was something about Daniel. It was something about Daniel. He stood out, Mm y'all. How well are you standing out? Or do you just fit in the crowd like everybody else? Hmm. Do you succumb to the pressures of the world? And do you just fit in with everybody else? Or do you stand out and stand for what was right? Mm. My God. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit. What does that mean? He was He didn't compromise. He was willing to work. We all got to be willing to work and not just work, but work hard. Uh Uh-huh. He was employed as prime minister for about 65 years. Uh Uh-huh. He was employed, meaning he worked for 60-something years as prime minister. Minister. Wow. And we can barely stay on the job five. Come on now. <laughs> Every time they make us mad, we're writing up our resume and giving our two-week notice. Uh, every time something go down, we ready to run. We ready to run. Well, that's your problem. That, that's your problem. You're always running instead of walking with God and getting direction. God, is it time to stay or is it time to go? Don't consult with God not one hour. Then wonder why you got hell in the morning, you got hell in the day, you got hell at night. When you wake up, it's hell. When you go on, it's hell, hell, hell. Because you didn't see God. Huh? God ain't in the middle of our planning. <laughs> if you would have sought God, my God. I uh, know y'all ain't ready for me this morning. I'm here to tell you, you know, we, we got to do some self-inventory here. If we look at some decisions that we have made in our life 
And just be honest. Just keep it real. Did we really seek God about that? Did we ask God, God, is it okay for me to proceed? God, should I stay? God, what do I need to do? This man had a life of prayer. You talk about prayer. Oh, we're going to get down to it. Because it's a little. Beep, 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 that ain't going to cut it, honey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to get down to some serious business with God. Yes. Uh huh. You hear me? Serious business with God. Amen. All this faking and shaking and 30 minute microwave praying. You Honey, that ain't gonna move a lick of a snake. Amen. You see, heaven gonna move because you got your to go prayer. That's, that's what we're giving God. You give God your to go prayer. Uh, that Burger King stuff y'all throwing up there. Then wonder why the witch won't get off of your trail. You, you, you think you shaking up heaven, huh? With this throw-up stuff we call ourselves doing. Huh? Don't even put any affection in the prayer. My God. Woo! When you read the scriptures, it talked about how Daniel prayed. My God. And he didn't play with it. He didn't care if the folks on the outside heard him or not. It didn't make him none because it was between him and his God. Mm. Wow. The Bible says the effectual and the fervent prayer of the righteous. Of the who? Of what? You got to look at scripture. It's the righteous. Mm -hmm. So then you got to be in a righteous position. See, we think it's just any old Johnny Spot prayer. No, no, no. It's of the righteous. That's who we listening to. <laughs> That's who we respect is the righteous. Every time Daniel prayed, that's who he listened to. Yes. <laughs> and all the ones that was in Babylon. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me you can have an audience with God like that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get God's attention. Oh, you can cause heaven to move. Oh, come on, somebody. God pays attention to the prayers of the righteous. The Bible said he don't hear us in a prayer except he be a worshiper. You got to be a worshiper. Jesus. And Daniel was a bona fide worshiper. Y'all playing with it. Jesus. Not only did he bow in worship, oh, but he refused to eat what everybody else ate. He refused to listen to the music that they was playing. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, he had a standard. And he worshipped the true and living God. Oh, my God. To the point where it affected King Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, Hey, yo, God, Daniel. Oh, how many people we affect? 
talk a good game, but how many people are you persuaded to be a Christian? Before we get down to it, just hold on to your hat. Woo! Your attitude. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's your altitude. An excellent spirit. This man had the right kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all something about attitude. First of all, let's establish something. God don't owe you nothing. Let, let, let's, let's, let's establish that first. And not only do God don't owe you nothing, everybody else around you don't owe you nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, Sister Bean back there, she used to tell me all the time when I was a child, smile, and the world will smile back. <laughs> Show some teeth sometime. Uh-huh. Let me tell y'all something about attitude. And she would always tell you, Monica, the world don't owe you nothing. Don't owe you nothing? But this generation is so privileged. Everything's supposed to be his because you're a princess. We done got twisted up in Disney cartoons because we think that people are just supposed to hand you everything. You don't have to work for anything. You don't have to labor or sweat because you're a princess and you're a king. They lied to you. Uh-huh. They lied to you. Princess got to get her hands dirty. Uh-huh. Princess going to have to break a sweat up under them wigs and them braids and that weaves. Oh, let me bust your bubble. Princess got to get on nine to five just like the king. Because it takes two to make it. Oh, I'm just saying. You know, let's deal with attitude here. Uh-huh. Because two is better than one. Ain't that what the Bible says? Okay, y'all don't want me to come down your road. Now, your attitude is your altitude. How far you go is your attitude with God. <laughs> well, you saying, I've been stuck here for a long time. It just seems like everybody getting blasted around me. It ain't nothing happening. It ain't nothing moving. Well, maybe you need to check your attitude. Maybe you need to check it. Huh? Because, <laughs> see, sometimes we get off. Sometimes we get a little silly. Huh? The minute we start doing good for ourselves, boy, you can't tell us nothing. We done sure forgot, huh, the rut you was in and how God brought you out. And if it wasn't for God looking out for you, opening a door for you, putting you on somebody's mind, you still would be stuck in a rut. Amen. If it wasn't for God. So don't get it twisted. Don't, don't, don't. Let's talk about attitude here. Uh-huh. If it had not been for the Lord, 
who was on my side. Where would I be? Where would you be? We get a little promotion. We get an elevation. Get a few dollars in our pocket. And we can't tell you nothing. Now you done moved out the hood and you done moved into a nice area and can't nobody tell you nothing. Come on, come on. Uh-huh. Until God touch your little stuff. Uh-huh. Because God will touch your stuff if you don't give him his glory. Uh-huh. Because he will not give his glory to another. It was God that made the way. It was God that brought you up. It was God that provided. It was God that had your back. It was God that had his hands of protection around you. It was God that gave you the strength and gave you the energy. It was God that gave you the idea and the business sense. It was God that gifted your hand. It was God. And to God be all the glory. Great things he has. Don't get beside yourself. We get a few dollars and boy, we can act silly. Huh. But don't, don't, don't get too high now. Where God has to humble you. It's happening all over in the kingdom. People done got raised up. And then they got this silly attitude. Huh? Full of pride. Uh-huh. When you check out chapter 2, floating in there, it was pride. Huh? Nebuchadnezzar was so full of himself and thought because he was a king, he could abuse his power. Uh-huh. But God pays attention to leaders. Huh? They may be getting away with it now, but it's going to bite them in the butt later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you treat God's people. Oh, how you treat the poor. How you treat the widows. God is paying attention. Oh, and God got an excellent memory. We get in when God bring it up to us. What about this and what about that? But God don't get in Oh, come on, somebody. Everything that we do. Guess what? 
you gonna respect me. That's right. right. That's right. Whenever you get done, you gonna respect me. Whole lot of stuff I don't agree with. I don't say a mumbling word. I sit there and smile because I know God gonna deal with it. God.
situations will come to you, but God will endorse you standing. Can I put you down and make a difference? Sometimes it's to challenge the system. Yes. You see what Daniel challenged the system. Yes. But see, you can't do that if you're not hearing from God. If your prayer life is not where it's supposed to be. Amen. Huh? If you ain't spent time with God, 
Yeah. He told the guy, I need somebody to tell me the dream and then interpret the dream. Then he said, can you wait a while?
He'll leave you faking and shaking. Uh -huh. He'll leave you with a dry tongue this is that dry. has no power. No power. The devil's laying down with his legs kissing the air laughing at you. Oh, my goodness. Because you, you in the place where dynamite is made but you destroyed by Amen. So this morning we're talking about Daniel's success. And we're coming out of Daniel, the sixth chapter. The focus verse is verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So the lesson text is Daniel 6, verses 10 through 13 and 16 through 28. The truth about God. God's favor is not depending on your circumstance. So the truth for my life, I will trust God to deliver me from my trials. Amen. So the lesson starts out talking about previous chapters. It starts off talking about chapter one and how it is very possible to live for God at a young age in the face of the greatest pressure 
that the world can put on you. So then pressure or, or, you know, what the young people have, peer pressure, they say, is not an excuse not to serve God. Amen. Amen. Daniel proved that because he was about 16, 17 years old when they were taken into captivity. Amen. And even in his youth, he had a resolve in his spirit to serve the true and living God. Amen. Uh, it goes on to talk about how when they were tested to eat the king's diet, how they refused to eat the king's meat. And uh, the captain or the supervisor over the eunuchs, he had a tender spot in his heart toward this young man. And Daniel told him, say, look, you know, we're not going to eat the king's meat and we're not going to drink his wine. Oh, we would have lost most of y'all in the room right there. Mm -hmm. Because you have compromise in your life every time you turn around. So he tells him, now we're not going to do that, but what we can do is you bring us some pulse, which is vegetables and water. We would have lost everybody in here. Just eat vegetables and water. Uh-huh. No sweet tea, no pop, no juice, none of that. We'd have lost everybody in here. Bring us vegetables and water. And I promise you, we'll look better than everybody that's done had the king's meat and his wine. Give us three days. Oh, can you say give me three days? Huh? Three days. So he did just that, did what Daniel asked. When he came back and checked on him, oh my God, somehow, some way, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys fared better than the ones that compromised and ate the king's meat. Mm -hmm. Well, Daniel was letting them know he had a standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was not going to come down off of his standard uh, for nobody. Amen. Well, we would have lost most of everybody in the room. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because his dedication and his relationship meant something to God. Yes. Amen. How much does your relationship mean between you and God? Come on. Hmm. Oh, we got to do some self-inventory this morning because we talk a good game. But in the face of pressure, how easy is it for the saints of God to come down? Can you be bought for an extra $2 an hour? Can you be bought with trinkets and special gifts? Oh, my God. Can they manipulate you? My God. Oh, by empty promises uh, and vain words. Uh, oh, can you be bought and sell for the highest price? Highest bidder. Oh, saints doing it all the time. Oh, don't look at me like that. Uh-huh. I can count some stuff in your life where you was bought. Oh, 
Oh, you did a little more extra when you could have been doing extra for God. Oh, come on here. Let's just be real now. Uh-huh. It was some times you accepted. My God, some stuff, some assignments, some work uh, that you didn't have to. Uh, uh, if you would have trusted God like you said you trust God, uh, you wouldn't have had to go down that road. Uh-huh. If we truly trust God. Uh, this young man showed us. Uh, Oh, how he was dedicated, uh, irregardless uh, of the circumstances that he was faced with. My God. And God showed that young man some favor. Hmm. So it does a recount here, leading all the way up to chapter 6. And it talks about in chapter 5 how Daniel had an excellent spirit. Hmm. Thank you, Sister Leach. God gave this young man knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of dreams because in chapter 2, he interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Mm -hmm. Out of everybody around the king, nobody could interpret the dream but Daniel. Mm-hmm. That was God's anointing. See, it don't matter where you at. See, people come up with all kind of excuses of why they can't do the work of God and why they can't live for God and why they can't make an impact and, oh, it's everybody around me. No, 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 no. You just lazy. You don't want to do it. You coming up with every excuse, situations, environment. You can live in the midst of witches and do the work of God. But the anointing that this young man had on his life was all the difference in Babylon. Huh? It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Not only was he anointed, but God trusted him with the gifts that he gave Daniel. And he did it at a young age. He didn't wait till Daniel was an old man to gift him and anoint him. He did it in his youth. God can use you mightily young. Amen. Amen. Why is it that we want to wait till we get old and dried up like a prune and then say, I'm going to do a work for God? Well, what happened to all your young years, sis? What happened to all your young years, brother? You done gave them to the world. You done smoked yourself silly. You done drunk your liver in the toilet. And now you want to raise up at 60. Talking about I'm going to do something. You're about half crippled. Uh-huh. See, that's why it's so crucial and so important that we dedicate our life to God. Huh? That's all stages of our life. Oh, God wants it all. 
Oh, my God. Daniel was an example to the saint of God. You can serve God and give God your all in every season and every stage of your life. Don't you dare shortchange God. Stop shortchanging God. Stop shortchanging God. Stop shortchanging God. Oh, God wants more. He requires more. Oh, because he know you got more on the inside of you. Uh, he knows what you're capable of. Uh, he knows what he's entrusted you with. Uh, he knows uh, what you can handle. Uh, you stop telling God what you can't deal with. You stop telling God I can't handle. God already knows what, when, where, how. Yes. Tell God all this foolishness. And guess what? I'm here to tell you today God ain't hearing it. No excuses. <laughs> when you read Daniel, I hope y'all read. I read, studied, meditated on it. Listen to it. Nowhere did I find any excuses. Y'all help me out. Turn to Daniel. Look in there. Did you see any excuses? Hmm? Look in the scriptures. Help me out, somebody. Did Daniel tell God, God, because I'm in a foreign country, they serving all these pagan idol gods, they eating all this meat, sacrifice to idols, and drinking the king's wine, uh, they bowing down to images. Uh, no, God, I can't serve you. Y'all help me. It ain't in there. Y'all help me. Mm -hmm. So then the question is, What's your problem? Y'all help me. The question is, what is your problem? Why are you giving God 60% when 99 and a half, it won't even do? Y'all help me. You know, we in Sunday school. Y'all talk to me. Mm -hmm. With all this time you spending in church uh, and all this time uh, you spending reading your Bible uh, and all this time uh, you say you praying, uh, you say you fasting, uh, you say you seeking God uh, and you say you're sanctified uh, and you're living an upright, holy, sanctified life uh, with all this you're doing. And you're still holding back uh, the best part of your heart from God. I'm going to come down your road. You can look at me silly and crazy. Oh, but I'm coming through here today. Uh, you're holding back from God. <laughs> you reserve all your energy and your strength for the nine to five job, uh, for the kids, for the family, and for everybody else. Uh, and you want to give God that's all you're doing. You're giving your leftover. When this young man served God in the midst of pressure, stress, so much stress that young man was under. And we talk about stress. No, honey, you ain't seen stress. My God. 
My God, in the midst of them killing off Hebrews that wouldn't obey, but it was something about Daniel. It was something about Daniel. He stood out, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How well are you standing out? Or do you just fit in the crowd like everybody else? Hmm. Do you succumb to the pressures of the world? And do you just fit in with everybody else? My Lord. Or do you stand out and stand for what was right? Yeah. Hmm. My God. The Bible said he had an excellent spirit. What does that mean? He was committed. He didn't compromise. He was willing to work. We all got to be willing to work and not just work, but work hard. Uh-huh. He was employed as prime minister for about 65 years. Uh-huh. He was employed, meaning he worked for 60-something years as prime minister. Wow. And we can barely stay on the job five. Come on now. <laughs> Every time they make us mad, we're writing up our resume and giving our two-week notice. Uh, every time something go down, we ready to run. We ready to run. Well, that's your problem. That, that's your problem. You're always running instead of walking with God and getting direction. God, is it time to stay or is it time to go? Don't consult with God not one hour. Then wonder why you got hell in the morning, you got hell in the day, you got hell at night. When you wake up, it's hell. When you go on, it's hell, hell, hell. Because you didn't see God. Huh? God ain't in the middle of our planning. If you would have sought God, my God. I know y'all ain't ready for me this morning. I'm here to tell you, you know, we got to do some self-inventory here. If we look at some decisions that we have made in our life, and just be honest, just keep it real, did we really seek God about that? Did we ask God, God, is it okay for me to proceed? God, should I stay? God, what do I need to do? This man had a life of prayer. You talk about prayer. Oh, we're going to get down to it. Because it's a little. Beep, 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 That ain't going to cut it, honey. You're going to have to get down to some serious business with God. Uh huh. You hear me? Serious business with God. All this faking and shaking and 30 minute microwave praying. Honey, that ain't gonna move a lick of a snake. Amen. You see, heaven gonna move because you got your to go prayer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we're giving God. You give God your to go prayer. Uh, that Burger King stuff y'all throwing up there. Then <laughs> wonder why the witch won't get off of your trail. You, you, you think you shaking up heaven, huh? With this throw-up stuff we call ourselves doing. Huh? Don't even put any affection 
in the prayer. My God. Woo! When you read the scriptures, it talked about how Daniel prayed. My God. And he didn't play with it. He didn't care if the folks on the outside heard him or not. It didn't make him none because it was between him and his God. Hmm. The Bible says the effectual and the fervent prayer of the righteous. Of the who? Of what? You got to look at scripture. It's the righteous. Mm -hmm. So then you got to be in a righteous position. <laughs> See, we think it's just any old Johnny Spot prayer. No, no, no. It's of the righteous. That's who we're listening to. <laughs> That's who we respect is the righteous. Every time Daniel prayed, that's who he listened to. Yes! <laughs> and all the ones that was in Babylon. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me you can have an audience with God like that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get God's attention. Oh, you can cause heaven to move. Oh, come on, somebody. God pays attention to the prayers of the righteous. The Bible said he don't hear us in a prayer except he be a worshiper. You got to be a Y'all playing with it. Jesus. Not only did he bow in worship, oh, but he refused to eat what everybody else ate. He refused to listen to the music that they was playing. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, he had a standard. And he worshipped the true and living God. Oh, my God. To the point where it affected King Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, you God, Daniel. Oh, how many people we affecting? We talk a good game, but how many people are you persuaded to be a Christian? Oh, we get down to it. Just hold on to your hat. Woo! Your attitudes. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's your altitude. An excellent spirit. This man had the right kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all something about attitude. First of all, let's establish something. God don't owe you nothing. Let, let, let's, let's, let's establish that first. And not only do God don't owe you nothing, everybody else around you don't owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, Sister Bean back there, she used to tell me all the time when I was a child, smile, and the world will smile back. <laughs> Show some teeth sometime. Uh-huh. Let me tell y'all something about attitude. And she would always tell you, Monica, the world don't owe you nothing. Owe you nothing? But this generation is so privileged. 
because you're a princess. We done got twisted up in Disney cartoons because we think that people are just supposed to hand you everything. You don't have to work for anything. You don't have to labor or sweat because you're a princess and you're a king. They lied to you. Uh-huh. They lied to you. Princess got to get her hands dirty. Uh-huh. Princess going to have to break a sweat up under them wigs and them braids and that weeds. Oh, let me bust your Bible. Princess got to get on nine to five just like the king. Because it take two to make it. No, I'm just saying. You know, let's deal with attitude here. Uh-huh. Because two is better than one. Ain't that what the Bible says? Okay, y'all don't want me to come down your road. Now, your attitude is your altitude. How far you go is your attitude with God. <laughs> well, you're saying, I've been stuck here for a long time. It just seemed like everybody getting blasted around me. It ain't nothing happening. It ain't nothing moving. Well, maybe you need to check your attitude. Maybe you need to check it. Huh? Because, <laughs> see, sometimes we get off. Sometimes we get a little silly. Huh? The minute we start doing good for ourselves, boy, you can't tell us nothing. We done soon forgot, huh, the rut you was in and how God brought you out. And if it wasn't for God looking out for you, opening a door for you, putting you on somebody's mind, you still would be stuck in a rut. If it wasn't for God. So don't get it twisted. Don't, don't, don't. Let's talk about attitude here. Uh-huh. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Where would you be? We get a little promotion. We get an elevation. Get a few dollars in our pocket, and we can't tell you nothing. Now you done moved out the hood and you done moved into a nice area and can't nobody tell you nothing. Come on, come on. Uh huh. Until God touch your little stuff. That's right, man. Because God will touch your stuff if you don't give him his glory. Uh huh. Because he will not give his glory to another. It was God that made the way. It was God that brought you up. It was God that provided. It was God that had your back. It was God that had his hands of protection around you. It was God that gave you the strength and gave you the energy. It was God that gave you the idea and the business sense. It was God that gifted your hand. It was God. And to God be all the glory. Great things he has. Don't get beside yourself. 
We get a few dollars and boy, we can act silly. Huh. But don't, don't, don't get too high now. Where God have to humble you. It's happening all over in the kingdom. People done got raised up. And then they got this silly attitude. Huh? Full of pride. Uh-huh. When you check out chapter 2, floating in there, it was pride. Huh? Nebuchadnezzar was so full of himself. And thought because he was a king, he could abuse his power. Uh-huh. But God pays attention to leaders. Huh? They may be getting away with it now, but it's going to bite them in the butt later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you treat God's people. Oh, how you treat the poor. How you treat the widows. God is paying attention. Oh, and God got an excellent memory. We get in when God bring it up to us. What about this and what about that? But God don't get in Oh, come on, somebody. Everything that we do.
sit there and smile because I know God going to deal with it. Hallelujah. Can I say nothing? Huh? Can I say nothing? Just sit back and watch God. Because uh -huh. God know how to deal with y'all. God know how to deal with everybody in his kingdom. That's better right. than anything that can be said. Just watch God do it. Huh? I'm just seeing it in motion. I'm just seeing it happen. Surely he can deal with us up here. 
because it was you. I'm not changing it. And I'm not doing another stick on this patience. So you can go on because patience is gone and y'all doing way too much. And she, oh! <laughs>
Yeah. He told us, I need somebody to tell me the dream and then interpret the dream. Then he said, can you wait a while? Hidden this stuff? Uh, it ain't 